10 years of sanity. That is what I right. I'm a Muslim and that's okay presents some of the most interesting women I know. May peace be on you all and welcome to a very, very special interview episode with, with your host, Shella. And I have a very, very special guest with me. I mean, I, it's just, we were just talking about this and I have known her for 10 years. And this is the first time we're cyber meeting. Isn't that right, right. Becky? That's right. Yeah, that's finally, a, finally, we are cyber meeting. I mean, I mean, we we <laughs> haven't met in person, even though we were closer before, Becky. But now right. we're far away. We should have met before. I know. Yeah. So my very special guest is Becky Callen, and she is ultimately the reason I still have my sanity. And I'm gonna get into that <laughs> later. But you know, just introduce yourself to us, Becky. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself. I have two wonderful children. I work at an elementary school. I married. But what do you do in, an, in the elementary school? I work for an organization called Communities and Schools. Mm-hmm. We are a not-for-profit. We basically are there to help the children succeed whether it's elementary age level where I am or up to the high school grades. What we want to do is keep the kids in school, keep Mm -hmm. them engaged, help them build a relationship with a trusted adult Mm -hmm. and show them that somebody out there cares. A lot of our kids come from families who don't have the support. They don't have someone who cares. They don't have someone who says, you know, I'm happy to see you every single day. At the elementary age, that's what I'm doing. I'm building relationships. I'm showing them that I'm a trusted adult. You can come to me. I will help you get whatever to be successful in school. That is amazing, Becky. And I'm sorry I cut you off, but you got got to keep going, Becky. You got to got to got to finish the intro, Becky. I'm not letting you go that easy. <laughs> I know, I know. Yes. So married. Um, I've been with my husband for a long time. I think uh, we've been married for 18 years and we have two dogs and a very large cat and we live in a small town in Indiana and it's not super exciting, but you know, it's, it's okay. It's the Midwest, man. At least you guys get four seasons. We do in a big way sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It can be a hundred degrees and then, you know, the next week it can be like 45 and rain. So it's fine. It's, it's, it's great. You know, the, the thing is, what I, I mean, I was emphasizing Becky's intro only because it really ties in. I mean, she's doing good in the community, but she's done good for a lot of people online. And that's how I met Becky. And 10 years ago, I mean, for me, exactly 10 years ago, I was blessed with my older son, Ibrahim, whom I was not, I was not prepared to actually handle. He was... <laughs> I mean, and let me give a background, okay? He was crier, fusser, non-sleeper. You know, those are the only three words I had for him, okay, at that time. And then two months later, Becky also gave birth to a beautiful baby girl who can only be described as also a crier, fusser, non-sleeper. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
And uh, ultimately, we both found out um, through the wonderful work of Dr. Sears that we both have high needs children. That is an official term in, um, I guess, pediatric circles that both our children were high needs children. And I'm not just talking about like regular babies being hard. All babies are hard. Let make no mistakes about it. Babies are hard. Um, right. you are, you, every child is different. You, they don't come with a manual and no baby book will exactly describe your child. But our children were over the top crazy. Challenging, difficult. Frustrating, yes. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think that's just yes. that just sums it up. Both of them were ridiculous right. because me and Becky both. I mean, both of us had our share of middle of the night parties, which in which our children would be up for hours and hours on end for no apparent reason, just to be nope. there and wander around the house and have random demands from us. Yes. Yes. And. Uh, and, and it, it did not do us any good to try and try and try to get them to bed because it would be just hours of fighting. Hours of fighting. So I, I think I finally had some peace when I was like, okay, well, we'll just, we'll, we'll ride it out. We'll give this three hours and then I'll try again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I remember I used to have to uh, rock Ibrahim for 45 minutes before he was anywhere close to asleep in my arms, nursing most of the time because that boy would not take the take the bottle. No, 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 no. How dare, how dare us even offer I these things? Don't even try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then when I would transfer him onto the crib, as soon as he hit the, the that mattress, he would be up and screaming his lungs out. Oh yeah. Oh. oh yes. The second. It didn't matter what you did to the mattress ahead of time. It mm-hmm. didn't matter if you put down a blanket. Nope. It didn't matter if you blessed it with holy water oh, no. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was, as soon as you laid them down, it was like fire. Like, fire. no, they were not going to do that. I think I invested a small fortune in things like mattress oh, vibrators, yeah. um, soothing oh, music, and all. I, 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 I legit, that's what I did. And every sort of medicine known to known to homeopathy just to get this child to at least relax oh, yeah. and then they wouldn't they wouldn't. even even with all that they would not relax they would not even relax. now mm. she has a hard time relaxing mm-hmm. i mean when he's up he's up last night for probably three hours oh. um she has an ear i said juju Yes. Juju was up in the middle of the night for three hours. She has an earache, so that was part of the problem last night. Mm. But when she's up, she's just up. Up. And they could could go to sleep at like one at night and still be up at like crack of dawn. That's how it is. I was like, but but don't you, doesn't your body get tired? No, but I can't sleep anymore. I was like, why, child? Why? There's no answer to that question. And that's the thing, and that's where I met Becky. And how did I meet Becky having a, a, a problematic child that didn't like that all, all she did was cry and fuss and wouldn't be put down and wouldn't take the bottle? Well, the thing is, both of us met on, met on Baby Center. I don't even know if that site exists yeah. anymore. Does it exist? I have no idea. No, but that's where we met. We, we were go- cruising through online forums just to find answers, uh-huh. and that's where we found each other. And it was your suggestion. You were like, let's make a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did. And it's still there. The secret, uh, uh, 
it's the high need support group, but it's a secret group. You can't search it out. Yeah. So, but how how many? I mean, we started out with I think I think it was like twenty members, hardly twenty members. Yeah. Yeah. No, there and there weren't many of us. There weren't many of us. Yeah, but now how many are there? Beck, you got to give me a final count, man. I want to say one thousand seventy something. Yeah. So from I mean, all people the world. From yes. Probably of almost every continent. Continent. A lot yes. of countries. A lot of yeah. countries. So we all from all over the world, moms came to us begging and crying with the same yes. problem because. I mean, and here's the thing: not every all high needs children have problem with sleep, but there's always one thing that's common that they're all ridiculous. They're all ridiculous because none of their actions or reactions make any sense. No, so, they make no sense. <laughs> they make no sense. It's just they're so <laughs> they high strung. I think they all dislike being a baby. They do. They want. They don't like their baby body, and their overall. Unhappy. They 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 don't want to sleep. Yeah. A lot of them are really smart. Yes. Like, and I think it's because she was up all night, and we would read to her, or mm -hmm. she would look at books, or what. Like I, I mean, if there's anything good that came out of her ridiculousness, it's that she's really smart, and I attribute that to the fact that we read to her in the middle of the night, all yeah. night, every night, forever and ever. and ever and ever. And that's the thing. I mean, reading or not, I know that they're sharp as a tack. Like. Oh, just, yeah. just because, I mean, they're aware of so many things because they never shut down. That's the thing; they never shut down. They can't. They, <laughs> they can't. Their brains keep going. Keep going, and I—that's I, the thing. I mean, my younger one, even though he's really high strung, but the thing is, he's the one that you know. I put him in a shopping cart once, and he fell asleep in the shopping cart, and I was—I thought that he was sick. Or there was something wrong with him, but. That's a very normal baby thing to do, but my older one, Ibrahim, has never done this. Like, how dare you even attempt to like put him in a normal thing to fall asleep? And like, oh, yeah. no, that doesn't happen. I remember when I brought my second one home, I, I put her in the little bouncy seat, and it was on the couch, and she fell asleep. And I thought, I'm not holding her. Yeah. <laughs> am I am I neglecting her? <laughs> do I need to pick her up? Well, my and I asked my mom. My mom's like, no, that's a normal baby. It's fine. I don't know. I don't know how normal babies work. <laughs> no idea. I have no idea. And and I don't know about Juju, but man, my older one could cry up a storm. Like it was not a normal baby cry. It was this. Oh. It was all lung ear piercing cry. I. She would wake me up in the middle of the night with that sudden cry, yeah. and you're, you're just, you're just awake. Like you're there's just... no getting away from it. There's no letting her cry it out. I tried. Mm -hmm. oh, I no, tried. No, no. no. Several oh, yeah. times, but it, it, there's no point to it. There's no point to it. It was... really is. I mean, I tried crying it out with once with Ibrahim, and six hours straight he cried. Like there was no stopping it. And I, w I felt bad, but I was at my wit's end. And that's the thing. That's where where Becky's group came in because we were all miserable. Like that's the thing. Yes. Like when misery loves company, we were all there. Like yes, I know how you feel. You're not insane. Everybody keeps telling you that you're insane. You're overreacting with your baby, but it's not that way. And the thing was, there was always someone up in the middle of the night. So that mm -hmm. if you were having a middle of the night party and your baby was screaming like a crazy banshee you knew that you could go to the group and somebody would be there somebody was up yes that's true whatever yeah. yeah you think i made the group 
for other people for support. I made the group so I didn't go insane. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. It's okay. I need to know. It, it's okay if it was a selfish motive, Becky. It's fine. Right. But, but here's the thing, Becky. It ultimately, like, I'm not even kidding. It saved not just my sanity, but a sanity, but sanity of a lot of women that were really struggling. Like, really, really struggling hard. But everybody, you know, especially with babies, I think women get, like, the not even the short end of the stick. It's like, it's not even a stick. What you're getting is no. like basically a nub. And you're yeah. expected to be this perfect person right after giving birth to this, <laughs> this, this creature that ultimately will take over everything. And then right. on top of that, when you have a high needs child, you just multiply that by a thousand. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, are you, is your baby sleeping through the night yet? And you're like, no, I can't even get this child down for a nap without hyperventilating myself. Right, and pe normal people don't get it unless they've been around a child like that. Exactly. So I lost quite a few friends right at the beginning because they didn't understand, understand. How, right. how she was. They yeah. thought I was just having a hard time being a mom. Yeah. Well, I was, but there was a reason behind it, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I was doing all the things that a normal mom should have been doing. Right. I just I couldn't keep up with her needs. Right. Because they were incessant. Mm -hmm. that, that's the thing. I mean, the, the needs are constant. It's not like a regular baby need. So, I mean, like mm -mm. when you when there's regular newborns, you like feed them, like uh, change their diaper and they'll be fine for like, even like a and couple of- Put them down. We're gonna put them down yeah. and it's all right. But no, with a high needs baby, even if you fed them and you've changed their diaper, and this was a really common thing with Ibrahim that he used to have digestive issues. Like a little bit of gas would like open up the storm of crying, even though it's not a whole lot of gas. It's just that it's there, but, and then he'd be clinging and fussing and you're not sure why all of this is happening. And you're tired because you have not slept like in months upon months. I mean, for, with Ibrahim, it was years. It's literally years before he slept yeah. through the night. And it's insane. That's the thing. And that's where the group came in for me. What they say is that you need a village to raise a child, but nobody was willing to be our village because nobody would believe us. Nobody was believing the fact that there could be a, a child that was this difficult. Like we, every, everybody raises kids. It's it's not that right. hard. Yeah, you know, you, any, any idiot can raise a normal child. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I feel like we were given these kids because clearly we have superior intelligence, right? I don't know, man. <laughs> Are we just stubborn no, as heck, Becky? Right. <laughs> you will not defeat me, little person. <laughs> Seriously, that's what it came down to. And and yet, night after night, she defeated me. Oh gosh, yes. You're you're broken I, in a way that you can't even imagine that you'd ever be broken. Like, I mean. Life throws a lot of things at you, but this is like, you know, if it's from the outside, sort of, you can shield yourself when you get to to your safe space. That's the thing, that this baby is in your safe space and you can't escape the baby because you have created that baby somehow and, and you, you have, have to take, to take care, care of it. it. They, they kind of frown on you just 
setting it down and walking it walking, walking away. away you know? I mean, so, how come, man? I was like, it's like right? yeah. I mean, if you want to judge me for my parenting, here, you have this child for a little while. Right, right. And, you know, I had a neighbor at the time that would come over occasionally to watch Juju. Right. And she couldn't she couldn't handle it for long. Um, I, she I was good for maybe an hour. Oh, wow. Because, because Juju wanted to nurse. And, like, yeah. she wasn't happy unless she was nursing. Nursing, and I, yeah. I had this big stupid yoga ball that I I sat on this I bounced on this yoga ball for I don't know uh, probably 12 14 months mm. with with her on my lap nursing and that was sometimes the only way I could get her to sleep as mm. I'm bouncing on this stupid ball nursing yes. this kid right. even after she would fall asleep I still couldn't unlatch her because she would immediately wake, wake up. up yeah that was that was my life and I remember my husband would walk into the kitchen and sneeze, like not even in the same room. Right, he would right. like walk across the house and sneeze and it would wake her up. Yeah. And he'd come back in the living room and I would give him this death blade. <laughs> you cannot have normal bodily functions. Not. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was terrible. It was awful. We some, I, it, that's what I'm saying. It was that the group was integral for all of us to be able to maintain some sort of clarity that it's not us it's just that the situation itself is hard it really is yeah. and that's the thing as the group grew and I, I you know the thing is the group is secret but even then there were so oh, yeah. many women that were referring to each uh, each other to the group that you know we yeah. grew steadily and that's the thing we had so many people trying different things like oh did you try this and you know it would work for some but it wouldn't work I mean I remember there was a time when um you know those amber bracelets were out that oh, yeah. like everybody was trying the amber bracelets for the teething and I was like I need to get my hands on this because my child is teething and he is sleeping less than usual so, if there was a chance that it would work it would work we would, we would try anything you would try anything yeah. it didn't work by the way but it didn't work for me it didn't do jack for me <laughs> It kind of worked for Juju because it, I remember it chilled her out a little bit. And I, I even thought it was hokey at the time. I was yeah. like, I don't know if it's really working, but it, it made her a little bit happier. So yeah. I just, we take it. I, I mean, like, okay, even, it even if it like makes them like a, a little bit, like 2% happy, we'll do it. Like whatever it is. I don't care. Yeah. I will wrap her in amber and we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Yeah, that's true. And that's the thing. Uh, so that we needed each other because we tried all those things, what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, and we found out, so, I mean, I found out so many things that I did not know was possible. Because, you know, when you're, again, in the maternal role, role when you're a mother, there's certain like very unrealistic expectations. People automatically assume that you're magic somehow. I don't know how that works, but somehow you tend to gain magical powers by, you know, delivering a child. I don't, I, I'm not sure. I mean, they, maybe they missed us, Becky. Maybe we're not magic apparently. <laughs> but I... Yeah. Maybe I slept through that when they brought it around. I yeah, know. I don't know, man. But, you know, they they tell you about the very bare minimum. Like, they tell you about postpartum depression. That's it. I think that's the only thing that they tell they talk about. Do you feel sad after having your baby? I'm like, no, I don't feel sad. I mean, I feel a lot of things, but sadness is not <laughs> one of those things. And I... I, I, I they would have said, do you feel angry? Do you feel... 
beaten down? Do you, yeah. you know, like throw in any other million adjectives? And I could have said, yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. But they say, do you feel sad? Do you have the blues? It's like, no, I, I don't have the blues. I just kind of want to kind of feel like throwing my kid across the room every now and then. Like yeah. that's just because- but I don't I think you can say that at the doctor's office, you know, it's like there would right. be- a- <laughs> Again, kind of frowned upon. Kind of frowned upon. I suffered from postpartum anxiety and I didn't even know what that was, that that was a thing. I, I mean, nope, I would I have know. like these awful visions of of like I'd be taking my son out for a new stroller and I have these vision flashing before my eyes that I'm pushing him in front of a car or we had a, we had the Lake St. Clair shores uh, close to our house or that I'm pushing him there and it was not a thought it was like a clear vision in front of my eyes and yes. I, I did not know that that was symptomatic of having postpartum anxiety and I I didn't either and I also used to have a used to hear phantom crying and I didn't know that was a thing that that, oh. that it's it is part of postpartum anxiety that every time like the few times that he would sleep and I could go to the bathroom to take a bath you know like normal people and mm-hmm. as soon as I'm in the tub I could hear a baby crying and I'd be running out but it's not my baby it's it's a baby uh, and, and the voice inside my head and it was the weirdest thing, but nobody tells you about these things. I didn't no, know. No, they don't talk about that. They don't talk it's about so, it. Yeah. And I, I don't know why. There's just such a stigma around it. But yeah, I, it could save so many moms and so many kids' lives if people talked yeah. about this. Nobody wants to, nobody though. Nobody wants to. Because it's, they're afraid that somebody's going to, you know, say they're crazy or whatever. No, it's your body changes a whole lot during pregnancy and the hormones and it's... The things that go through your brain after you have the baby, it's okay mm-hmm. that they might feel like crazy thoughts, or it's okay that you have these visions. Like, let's address it and fix it. And fix but, it. But yeah, you're right. It's just the whole stigma. It just, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you want to kill your baby or whatever. Like, no, that's not it. That that nobody. That that's the thing. Nobody really wants to. But you know. Uh, especially when you have a difficult baby, if you have this continuously, you, it's very easy to be pushed over the edge by any of this. And yeah. that, that's the thing, if like uh, uh, somebody that's a doctor, an OBGYN cannot address this and without calling like some protective services on you to take away your child, then you know, the, the entire system is not working the way it should. No, no absolutely not. And uh, that, that's what, you know, I, I think that's what the biggest issue with this is, is that the, the, the problem with assuming that mums are magical is that you then are assumed as superhuman when you're not. You're just a person who's had a child and having a child is very difficult. Your body is damaged. I mean, like, like permanently damaged like even after like a decade i still feel a lot of symptoms of when i gave birth to my first child so right. can't even sneeze and cough in peace you know that sort of thing <laughs> run to the bathroom like allergy season is terrible <laughs> it's terrible i know but th- that's the thing it's it's just that people need to like break away from this that you know just because you're a mom doesn't make you like superhuman or prepares you for any of this. It doesn't prepare you for any of this. It's, it doesn't prepare you for even like if you had a regular child, not a very extra extra no. difficult child. 
it doesn't. That's what I was going to say. If we would have had our second, both of us are on our number two kid was a lot easier. If we would have had number two first, mm-hmm. we would have probably thought, oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. You know, but then could you imagine if we had reversed the kids and like I had Jojo first and then I had Juju? Oh I'd be like, God. oh my God, what is that- wrong with this kid? <laughs> I mean, I thought that anyway, but to, to do the high needs one as the second one, I would have been like, no, no, she, no. she's got something wrong with her. Pick her no, back. That, that's the thing. I mean, I think we got them first deliberately for, for a reason, you know? Yeah. I mean, like when you, yeah. you're thrown into the difficult situation first, you're like, okay, everything else seems all right. And even right. now, even now, like I have friends and they have kids whom they claim are fussy. When I pick them up, it's like, how are you able to calm them down? I was like, um, but this is not a fussy child. I mean, I, all I did was like rock him like five minutes and he's like, fine. We've been bouncing. We, we know the drill of how to calm children down. <laughs> I still stand in line at the pharmacy or whatever and I still have the sway or the bounce. Or, you know, I'm not even holding a kid. No, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like that instinct never leaves you. I mean, for uh-huh. me, you had the bouncing ball. I had the, you know, those rocker recliners. And every oh, time yeah. I'm on a rocker recliner, it goes this extra fast mode. It's not like yeah. a normal swing. <laughs> because the normal swing never calmed him down. It would have to be the ultra fast. And I've broken two uh, swinging rocking chairs because it had yeah. to be that fast. Yes, exactly. That was how we were too. So. The, the ball got us there, but then I could sit down, but then I still had to keep it keep it going pretty good, you know? Otherwise, going, yeah. she's going to wake me up. Yeah. And all, all of the nights that I spent in that stupid recliner <laughs> so, that, so that we could get a two-hour block of sleep, you know? Exactly. Because if I, put, if I put her in the bed, then I would get maybe 90 minutes. Well, yeah. if I put her in the bed and then go brush my teeth and then get to my bed, it, there was just yeah. never enough time. The, the t- that time's gone. Like, yeah. So you just resign yourself to the fact that, okay, I'm going to sleep in this stupid recliner mm-hmm. for the next... Uh, Two hours until like yeah. they wake up to nurse again, and yes. they nurse very often too. I mean, mine did. They nursed yes. like oh, more yeah. than more than like they needed it to. Oh, I yeah. like legit. <laughs> because and that was their comfort. Mm. She would never take a passy. She would never mm-hmm. never had a blanket that she loved. Never had mm. a toy that she loved. I was her comfort. Mm-hmm. And that is so exhausting mm-hmm. on your psyche because you cannot get away you cannot just, just, just a little ounce just that, even just, just an inch like like room. like remove your body just like an inch but it was never an inch and Ibrahim had this thing that he would twirl my hair like incessantly he had to twirl the hair thing and he still has it now he doesn't twirl my hair he tries to I don't know what it is but he tries to otherwise he's twirling his hair because there is some some connection with the hair and like trying to calm himself down but like and uh, not just that, you know, with the group that we had each other to bounce ideas off or just to like really vent. Like sometimes yeah. it's not even about 
I need like help me out. It's just like I'm so tired of this and nobody seems to yeah. understand and I'm angry that nobody seems to understand. Sometimes all it took was just knowing that another adult out there that you could talk to another adult. Yeah. About it, it didn't matter if it wasn't we could talk about whatever. It didn't have to be about babies. It didn't have to be about babies. And yeah. Just a little break to talk about something normal with normal. another adult. Exactly. It made you feel a little more like a human no. and not just a human pacifier. Human pacifier. And then we, it went on to not just like, not just like talk about our babies and our lives, but through the group, I know that, you know, as a collective, we've helped out a lot of women get out of really bad situations too. That's the thing as well. Because oh, I yeah, can't yeah. even imagine like having a high needs baby and being in things like abusive relationships. And I know legit we came together, we helped like moms get out of bad relationships, find them new places to live, find them a support system. It was integral. I mean, when, uh, you know, under normal circumstances, we were just barely holding on to our sanity. Somehow we found, we found it in us to go beyond that. Yeah. And, you know, to help. Yeah. And we had several, several members who at some point were homeless right. or who needed a place to stay or needed to get away from an abusive husband. And you know, it's, I, that's what we did. That's what we did because you know, that I think again, even under normal circumstances, most people would do that, but we felt each other's pain at another level that, you know, right. to have some, uh, be in a, as is being a situation that is so difficult and then be with a partner that was not a partner that was wrecking everything that sort of thing so i mean and i think i think that that's one of those those great things about about our group that we did that for one another when when we needed it for and then every year i mean how long has it been since you've been doing the the secret santa and in the group <laughs> um i started the first year so it's, this it's would been, be our yeah 10th year 10 years that that's what yeah. becky's been organizing there's always been somebody who is a receiver and a giver of uh, gifts at christmas and i think it's so fantastic so anonymous i'm not anon anonymously but becky knows who the receivers are and then whoever mm -hmm. wished to volunteer as a giver well, every single year you know there would be so many people who volunteered and that's the thing not everybody because of their situation can afford every single year to have christmas gifts under the tree for their kids but we pulled together and we always did it for one another and becky always organized it i think that that is so great that again we could do it for each other you know especially considering the circumstances so I mean, and that you know, that's the thing, Becky. You did that for us, you uh, for us throughout the group too. And I think what you do at your school, I and mean, what school do you do it at? Okay. Westview Elementary in Richmond. My kids go there. We're a small neighborhood school. Um, we've got, I think there's six elementaries in town, mm -hmm. and we're probably the smallest one, both in mm -hmm. size and in population. Right. So, just the school itself is we're laid back we're really friendly we're right. you know right we're ready to help whoever needs the help right and right. it's just it's awesome that I kind of fell into the job um, doing what I've done all these years all the these group, years you know? at the group that's the thing and that, it's so fantastic yep. you know 
the it's the spirit of the group sort of carried on, carries on in what you right. do every day. I see how, how how you do it. It's like I think it's such a great job, you know. And like one of these days, you know, maybe I, mean, I have to like get out of this whole thing. Like my kids are like <laughs> occupying too much of my time. Maybe. I don't know, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, but tell me, like, what you do at the schools? I mean, I know, yeah, it has its good moments. But what are what is the hardest thing about it? Um, the kids a lot of times will break my heart. <laughs> you know, um, we I have a, a student right now who I we had a call from DCS this morning, and there is a pending case. They were the, her parents were in the news, and Gosh. apparently she is not with her parents currently, mm-hmm. and um, so that's what hurt. Cause she's a super sweet little girl. I had her. I was gonna check in on her this morning, mm-hmm. and come to find out she's not there. Well, when they come to school every day, mm-hmm. I can check in on them. Right. I know they're safe. Right. I know they're not hungry. I know they're clothed. I know that for the next six or seven hours, they are taken care Safe. of. Yes. And it's the ones that, that like she, since she wasn't there today, and I worry about her. I don't know where she is. Right. And whenever we closed down back in March, right. from March all the way through the summer, I worried about those kids that they don't have the best home life and i i just want to know that they're safe and that they're eating and that they're not sitting home alone or on somebody's couch or you know with some random boyfriend or babysitter watching them like i like to know that they're that they're all taken care of that's right unfortunately there's only one of me and you know i mean I, i i do more than my share of work just because I've clocked out doesn't mean that my time is done. Oh no, no, definitely. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of off the clock uh, texting and messaging and mm-hmm. phone calls that happen. Right. And that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. It's, right. It's right. whatever I need to do to make sure that all my kids are taken care of. No, sure, of course. Yeah. It's like, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm, again, Becky, mad props to you because it. These things are hard. I mean, I, as is, I mean, even like for small situations, I think that's maybe just me. Is that it's like if like if it was for like even like one kid and I couldn't, I w- wouldn't be able to know if they're okay. It would like really break me up on the inside. It's just it's a hard job, and all, I mean all the teachers and everybody who's like really trying to bring everything together especially during the pandemic it's really a hard job especially when they know that the the students and the situations that they come from are not ideal at all a lot right. of times and a lot of a lot of our teachers at my school know um, I mean we've, I've got a good relationship with all of them mm-hmm. but if they find out something or they hear something about one of our students or about a parent or whatever mm-hmm. they'll let me know and right. say hey can you maybe check on this person or that person I heard about this and I just want to make sure they're okay. So, you know, obviously that's just me and I'm going to go and see what I can find out. And a lot of the parents like me because like I can have a good relationship with the parents because I'm not a school employee. Right. I'm, I work at the school, but I'm not employed by the school. So they feel like there's this extra layer of, you know, whatever there. They feel like they can trust me because I'm not going to run 
straight to the school and tell them everything that I know. Right. You know? right. They feel Again, like they can. This is a situation where they don't might not want to get authorities involved, but there may right. be a problem. Yeah, and they can talk to me about it because I, I'll tell them. I'm a real parent. I have parents. I have kids at this right. school. You right. know, I'm I'm right here in the trenches with you. Right. How can I help you? What do you need? And you know, more times than not, they are receptive. I do have some parents who um, will try to. I mean, they know the system and they know how to work it. Right. And that's where I get frustrated because when I have the same people come to me, you know, year after year after year, and they're asking for everything in the world. Okay, you know, do you need it, or right. are you just thinking that maybe, maybe you're owed that? Right. And either way, ultimately, if if the child needs it, I'm gonna get it for them. Right. And because it's it's not about the parents; it's about the child. I want to make right. sure that the kid has everything they need. So. Ultimately, it doesn't do me any good to get frustrated because I'm going to help the kid anyway. But it's, I do it for the kids. Yeah, always I know. for the kids. And again, mad props, Becky. It's 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 not easy, but I think ultimately it it is such a rewarding thing what you do. And uh, like, ooh, I mean, I and that's I the thing. It. I I think uh, you know all the even all the parent volunteers. I they 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 do ama amazing jobs at school. I mean, I think maybe I volunteered like once or twice i mean i'm just really bad but i know i don't know i'm just a, just a bad parent i am and the, it's hard man i was like and all i had to do was like look after a class when and right. the teacher had a meeting to go and everything was chaos by the end of the 45 minutes i'm so bad but girl no that's 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 life in an elementary school <laughs> it's all gonna be chaos it's just a matter of how well you can get through it yeah <laughs> Exactly, you know. So if they're eating the crayon and doing nothing dangerous, it's fine, I guess. It's fine. It's fine. We've got more crayons. But so, I will say, Community Schools is a nationwide program. Mm -hmm. You can look it up on communitiesandschools.com or cis.com. Um, but then, like, we are, my district, my county, is the only one around here in the state of Indiana that has it. Mm -hmm. So we're real nationwide, but there's not a ton of us yet. Oh, okay. like I'll definitely put a link to in yes. the info of the podcast. You know, whoever wishes to volunteer the way you do, Becky. I mean, I, I think the more parents get involved, the better it is. Yes, absolutely. We're a great organization, and yeah, more people need to know about us. Awesome, yeah. So thank you so much, Becky. But you know, before I let you go, uh, I'm gonna have you do something a little bit fun for me. So <laughs> I call this the rapid fire question round. So oh gosh. <laughs> I, okay. I have five questions for you and you have to tell me the first thing that pops into your head, okay? So you can't okay. think about it, okay? Question number one, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Okay, uh, sushi or avocado toast? Ew, neither. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, do we cut <laughs> the sandwich vertically or diagonally? Diagonally. Okay. Uh, Pepsi or Coke? Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh gosh. Okay, and the last one I saved on purpose because you're in the Midwest and I know this is a big thing there. Starbucks or Tim Hortons? <sighs> Tim I'm, Hortons. I'm here, to, I'm, I'm here to start a fight. Tim Hortons it is? Tim Hortons, yeah. <laughs> I, 
Our Tim Hortons closed though. They closed about a year ago. Oh god. And Starbucks is on the other side of town and I will not drive across town just for the Starbucks. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired, baby. Shots I fired. I will go on record saying Tim Hortons is better. <laughs> so much Becky it was a pleasure you know having you and everybody who's listening you know this is my very very special friend and again I owe her 10 years of sanity that is what I right. owe her I would not be here if it was not for Becky me finding Becky and, and telling her yes please Becky I need more people who understand my grief <laughs> Yes, exactly. And for her making that online Facebook group for us. And if you have a difficult child, you know, get in touch with me. We'll hook you up with some nice mamas. But we keep yeah. drama to a minimum. So if you want drama, go someplace else. Thank you all for listening. And uh, may peace be on you all. Take care of yourselves. Thank you so much for tuning in to I'm a Muslim and That's Okay. And if you wish to follow my social media for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. All the links to those are in the show notes. And if you are on Apple or on Spotify or on Podchaser, please do give my podcast a five-star rating. It really does help get me, you know, in the public eye. And if you wish to donate to support the podcast, you can do so through the PayPal link in my show notes as well. Take care.